0: Hello, hello. I'll just jump into the articles. I am Merwat. that is hometown.com. Welcome to the Hometown Daily News Show. Today's episode is for December 3rd, 2022, and it's titled Yeezy Tat Removal, then a little McDonald's global menu with a bill for reclining and more news. This episode is brought to you by OhmTown. If you were there, you'd be home. Go over to OhmTown.com, sign up, become a citizen. It's real easy. Just a couple of clicks. Blood sample. Send in your blood sample and we'll do a genetic profile of you. Then we can start selling you all kinds of stuff. And when it's time for you to get a new kidney or a new limb or something like that, we can clone you. It's part of the services over at hometown.com. Most of what I just said to you in that last 30 seconds is a complete lie. Let's get into today's news. Hello Z, how are you? Yeah, don't we all wish. Uh, I don't display the chat anymore. I used to, but... I ended up stopping. Why? Because I had spammers come in. This is why we can't have nice things. That's okay, though. Let's get into today's news. Obviously, if uh, you're in my chat, welcome Z. And you have questions or comments or want to diverge from whatever it is we're talking about. Happy to do so. I'm here to chat about news. i do want to buy followers that's the problem no i don't want to buy followers no i love talking about the news that's kind of my thing but really i'm going to end up doing a lot more non-news stuff i think uh, because i'm really into vr and uh, there's so many options out there for vr in terms of playing it um that i'm kind of apoplectic about it right i'm stuck i don't know exactly where i want to go because there's so many uh, to do half-life alex for instance is pretty wild um i used to have an a valve index but i hate wires and so i sold it and then i waited and waited and i was hoping that a a wireless index would appear and it never has and i don't want to wait another year and so i ended up getting a pico because i don't want to pay Zuckerberg anything. You know, he said that the Oculus would stay the Oculus, and it ended up changing into the meta, and all of the data is merged into whatever this weird... I don't know. I don't like it. Anyway. So, uh yeah, I'll probably end up streaming here. Um, and uh, that show is going to be... It'll be here on Ohm Town, but it'll be referred to as reality hacker so we'll we'll talk about that as time goes on we get closer to the launch date um we're pretty close but let's get into today's news beijing shenzhen scrap covid 19 tests for public transport if you haven't heard there's been a lot of uh social uprising i would say Uh, to some degree and a lot of it uh, it's very difficult for news to get out of china Um, But Chinese authorities have announced uh, a further easing of COVID-19 curbs with major cities such as Shenzhen and Beijing, no longer requiring negative tests to take public transport. Um, This is because there was a zero tolerance policy that was put into place in China to uh, stop the spread of COVID. I think that, you know, (laughs) where appropriate and when appropriate, I think that everybody should be embracing uh, vaccines. That's just my take on it, and I know that a lot of people have differing opinions about it. But it is demonstrably proven that um, vaccines work. In fact, I just did an article. Uh, not, an, I read an article um, in Fizz.org. I think it was that mentioned that even um, viruses themselves do a form of. Um, Vaccination, by taking a sample of the genetic material, they do a thing called uh, using CRISPR, a form of CRISPR, to take a sample and embed it in itself so that it is capable of surviving an attack of something else, virus or bacterial. It was pretty fascinating to read about it. So, I mean, this is part of nature, and uh, we've learned quite a bit about how to protect ourselves using vaccines. Uh, this article is over at ABC News by the Associated Press. There is no author um, listed, but uh, the point of the whole article is that there has been, uh, it says here, slight relaxation of testing requirements comes even as daily virus infections reach near record highs. You see, almost a year and a half ago, they were saying that there is no more COVID in China. There's not a big deal. It's it's under control and blah, blah, blah. Um, but... Uh, I was always saying that that's complete BS there's just no way. And then to say, well, there's still supply chain issues yet not report out that there is horrible COVID issues. Um, really, I think the public kind of was confused by it. Well, how can there not be any, uh, COVID things, but there are COVID, uh, increasing covid rates but there is still supply chain issues and it's because it's a black box you know the only thing that exits china is stuff that we buy here and here and around the world because everybody uses them as a manufacturing uh kind of industrial quarter chinese government yep yeah it's it's pretty bad and um they the chinese government wants to isolate the people to avoid cultural contamination cultural contamination is basically um saying keep them out from wanting anything close to something that has always been forced upon them in a certain way Um, because as i say to other people you know the moment that you get a fast car, you want to drive fast. The moment that you have high speed Internet, you want to you want high speed Internet. The moment you get a pencil sharpener that's electric is the moment that you always want to use a pencil sharpener that's electric. But you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of this whole show is all about talking about that kind of stuff. And um, I would probably I if uh, (laughs) I was on anybody's radar, if I were to go into another country, um, that is isolationist and I start talking the way that I do, um, because it happened in Germany when I was in Germany, um, uh, Germans are typically told, you know, don't, don't, don't show too much pride. There's, there's a limit and it's kind of drilled into them. Um, and I, I am German. I grew up in Germany, um, and, uh, came to the United States and lo and behold, I go back and i'm like i mean germans should be proud uh, you know of who they are just don't allow whatever happened you know (laughs) ever happen again um you can still be a proud nation just not proud of that moment um it was a horrible time but you can still you know show some pride and they're like no 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 we it is it is pretty much illegal to get too proud of (laughs) yourself um, so I thought it was really fascinating. Whereas in, in China, it is government mandated, really, that nothing contaminates what the government wants. Um, and uh, very like you'll you'll find out about uprisings while you're there and some of it gets exfiltrated. But the reality is that at any given moment, they could stamp down on all of these people. Um, and it is brutal. It is with force, but while people inside know, they're told no, it was an isolated thing and a bunch of, you know, miscreants basically caused this. No, it's people who wanted something different and freedom, Uh, wanted to, to more opportunity. Um, and, and not necessarily the same people being ultra rich, because it's not like the people that are running the country are destitute, right? They're not on the cusp of poverty at any given moment, and they're certainly not making $1. fifty a year. So they want something different. And you know, the internet and, and talking with people from disparate cultures um, shows that there is disparity between what is going on behind the firewall and what's going on outside it. And they're not ignorant of it. They see it. They just can't do much. Pretty wild. So are they going to start mandating... Vaccinations? Is it going to go out across the whole country? Everybody getting vaccinated? That's the only way that they're going to stop COVID nineteen um, in China. The population is too dense and um, massive, so they, the people have to buy into vaccinations. Otherwise, this is going to be forever endemic, uh, a an endemic pandemic. You know, it will always be there and at pandemic levels until a massive amount of the population dies off because of the lack, the inability to treat people. And maybe that's part of the reason why it's still, you know, trailing along, but let's move on to the next article. Um, this one's over on the hatch ideas channel. Yeezy come Yeezy Go Kanye West. Tattoos are being removed for free by a studio in London. If you haven't heard, yeezy's been leaning into the anti-semitism kind of frame of mind going so far as to say that there's good and bad on both sides of the nazi party and uh no no it's you can say demonstrably that (laughs) uh when you see evil it, it it's pretty plain and that was pretty much evil Tattoo Removal Studio in London is offering to eliminate Kanye West tattoos for free. NAMA, I guess it's uh, N-A-A-M-A Studios. NAMA Studios announced it's easy come easy. Ye- sorry, easy come easy go offer on Instagram. And the rapper has been condemned for its for their anti-Semitic uh, Semitic comments in recent months. Months, yes. Um, as if to say... I don't care. And it goes to what I was saying, I have been saying for quite some time now, that as you become filthy, freaking rich, sorry for the hot Fs there, filthy, freaking rich, uh, you lose your humanity and you become a sociopath. And you can say and do whatever you want with impunity from society, because what are they gonna do? Not buy your stuff? Well. Consumers consume, and it's not like you're really gonna have a relationship with Yeezy here, okay? It's not like he's gonna really hang out with you. You're just buying his stuff. It's kind of like sports. You're never gonna be, you know, one in a, uh, you know, ten million, hundred million are going to be able to hang out with an NFL athlete in you know in a relationship sort of way so allowing this guy yeezy you know kanye west to sit there and say these things and you still buy his stuff and you still empower him with the messaging and all of that kind of stuff is tantamount to uh saying that you agree with it and uh, I think it's wrong. And I think everybody should just basically write off Kanye West. It's it's a horrible statement for somebody that people look up to to be hearing from their hero. Um, but I think that it's really built around the fact that they are they deem themselves to be untouchable from society's uh, response, and b- the government is not allowed to censor you. That's the first amendment. You're allowed to say whatever you want about the government. Society on the other hand has the ability, and this is in the United States In other countries, it's different. There's different rules, regulations, policy procedure. It's completely, I could totally understand the difference between United States and other countries, but you can just look at it at face value. Hear what he said, see what he does. And if you agree with it, you're on the wrong side of history. So the rapper has been condemned for anti-semitic comments in recent months, and he just doesn't stop again. It's because sociopathy, Um, but a lot of people say that he's off of his meds too. So, you know, maybe there is a mental health issue that needs to be addressed. The procedure would normally cost about $2,400. (laughs) Z said another country can have him I don't know if they want him so we understand that tattoos can be triggering for some people and not everyone can afford to remove their tattoos when you have a tattoo inspired by someone you admire and they start making headlines for all the wrong reasons it's not easy it's not exactly something you want to wear on your sleeve correct well good on them and um The last bastion, if you hadn't heard, the last bastion of free speech. That is Twitter, correct? Something like that? Yeah, banned Kanye West on Friday. uh, Because he apparently tweeted an image of a swastika, which, you know, when Elon Musk... Says, oh, you've gone too far. Too far, you know. One dumpster fire calling another dumpster fire just too bright of a shining dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, you've you've got a real problem here. And it was basically a trifecta of goofiness because he showed up on Alex Jones' Infowars podcast. And then even how is Alex Jones still a functional unit of society? I, I'm just shocked. The internet allowed so many people that were under a rock to congeal around so much negative BS that I'm astonished. I'm astonished that it happened. It just and it seemingly hit critical mass a decade ago um, with. I'm not quite sure. Somebody blew a dog whistle and a whole bunch of people popped up out of the woodwork in unison saying, well, if they can say it, I can say this batshit stuff too. Yeah. As he says, some people should not be allowed to have a microphone. Yes. An adult should always be present to come and take that. What is that microphone? The one that you could just talk into and it, it doesn't actually broadcast anywhere. It just amplifies your voice a little bit, but it's a kid's toy. Mr. Microphone, I think it's called. Yeah, just take the batteries out of the Mr. Microphone. It was gold and stuff, I think. Let's go on to the next article. So this person decided they were they were going to visit a McDonald's global menu restaurant in Chicago and tried delicious international fare like the Chinese Kung Pao chicken sandwich and Malaysian mango sundae. M- my God. Um, I... I, I I don't go to fast food really that much but i would love a a kung pao chicken sandwich um yeah really depends on the flavor and if they can swing that bat and land on authentic tasting chinese kung pao chicken i'm all over it so i might have to uh the drive is gonna kill me But I will drive to Chicago to get this. I visited... So this is the author speaking, not me. I visited a McDonald's global menu restaurant in Chicago located on the lower level of the corporate headquarters. The restaurant was opened in 2018 and offers a rotating menu of global items from McDonald's locations worldwide. So I won't be able to actually know what's there until the day I actually leave. And maybe I'll make it in time. I'm not sure. It's quite a drive. Um, Their favorites were the... Chinese kung pao chicken, uh, crispy chicken sandwich. That didn't say crispy in the title. I feel bamboozled. It's actually better than what's in the title. In Spanish, chocolate hazelnut mcs pops. My God. Okay, I'll see you later, folks. I gotta go. Wow. Okay, this is getting better all the time. I'm just gonna keep reading. Um. Okay mcdonald's first opened its hugely popular global menu restaurant in 2018 okay so let's go over this is an article that's um from business insider did i say what the last person who the last was? sam tabaharidi is the one that did the kanye west tattoo article over at business insider they're very prolific um, on that friday saturday transition period of news um, they kind of hit the ground running on fridays And uh, that's why I've got quite a few articles from them. But let's go back to the McDonald's menu. That article is over at businessinsider.com by Bethany Byron. I'm not sure what that is here in the picture. That might be the Chinese Kung Pao chicken sandwich, but it doesn't look like it uh, at first blush. But whatever it is, I'll take a bite out of that. So let's see if there's something else in here. So, again, it's Chicago's West Loop neighborhood at the lower level of the company's global headquarters in Chicago. And uh, apparently, they have TikTok videos in this article. Uh, the person relocated from Brooklyn to Chicago earlier in the year. If I was that close, I would have done that too. They saw the restaurant is positioned next to Hamburger University, a training center for high-performing managers, middle managers, and owner-operators. Huh. That's fascinating. i got to stop this video. I get distracted by pretty much movement. I'm like a cat. The laser pops up somewhere on the wall. It's either somebody taking a shot at me or somebody trying to play with me. Because I'm like a cat. Anyway, I've probably said too much. Entering, they could heart. They could already tell that it was no ordinary McDonald's restaurant. It looks like it was red-tinted glass. Space is sprawling, six thousand square feet. Modern, chic design. Immediately greeted with a warm welcome. Sorry for the silence. I was actually trying to soak it all in. You get that chic design going, and and it it's modernized. See, this is what I like. You know, I like airy, open tables, not sitting there jam packed. There, there's a restaurant that I go to where I swear to gosh, you have to go sideways down it to get on either side. And yesterday I was doing a presentation. No, 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 it was this morning. I was doing a presentation. Um, and there was a foot and a half between the wall that I was standing in front of and the table where I was doing the presentation from. Come on people, open it up, give some room, breathe a little. Anyway, that modern design is what I dig. Wide open spaces, able to breathe, communicate with somebody else on the other side of the table without feeling like the person next to you who's a complete stranger can just saddle up and give their opinion about what you're having a conversation about um yeah i i I can appreciate that but people want to make money so they jam a bunch of people in there immediately greeted with warm and welcome from a, a crew of friendly sharply dressed staff members they're corporate i don't know why they're wearing ties though i think that's dangerous Um, They directed them to the menu, which denotes global offerings with an image of the flag the item hails from. Well, here in the States, who knows if anybody understands what that means. Not to slam all Americans, but you tell somebody, show me where Ukraine is. And even though there is a known conflict going on, they will not be able to tell you. Um, Just point anywhere in that region over there. Uh, display case of pastries that immediately piqued their interest, uh, featuring classic apple pie. Those look a whole lot better than what the actual product from the stores looks like, but maybe that's just me. I see the apple pie down below, but these ones up on top, no, they're never around here. So there's a bunch of this stuff. Um, you can go over to this article and follow the link and... The, the way that it works is if you type in exclamation point ShowBot, you'll get a link and that link hometown.showbot.tv contains all of the URLs, but you can actually vote for your favorite articles. I'll keep those articles, that genre of article in mind when I go looking through the news for interesting articles. While I may not take exactly what you are looking for, it will influence what I look for. Um, in terms of the the topics, uh, although let me just say, (laughs) I'm interested in everything that my aggregator is grabbing. It's just, uh, a spectrum, a gamut. And some of that, uh, will show up and some of it won't, but let me know what you are interested in. And that's one of these articles, right? So it's so big that I could probably spend 30 minutes going through it and talking about it and giving my perspective and talking with you about the various items that are discovered as I read through this, like Benedict Bagel from New Zealand or mini apple fritters from Canada. Okay, so I do one meal a day. And this is making me so hungry and I've already eaten so uh i can't go and eat again without completely blowing my diet but i am now hungry so i have to move on otherwise i will eat this monitor and maybe the microphone the microphone is crooked anyway so their food arrived in about five minutes big tray ready for them to dive in that looks really good you know for fast food That actually looks pretty good. You can only get better by making it at home. But some of us just don't have time for that, you know? We just don't have time for that. We're working all over the place. Have a whole bunch of bosses. I have about 2,000 bosses. Wow, they got two sandwiches. That is... That is a lot. Okay, so that's what it was. It was the Kung Pao double crispy chicken sandwich 5.99 from china 5.99 the hell it is 5.99 all right i don't know looks a little flat now when they're looking up close that's okay though sometimes you just want the meal it hasn't it has to be reasonably good doesn't have to be perfect all the time let's move on Z, would you go and eat one of those? You're one of the people that are bad at geography. Come on, I saw that earlier, but I don't believe you. It's hard to to prove me. Otherwise, we could play. Uh, what is that? Geo, geo. What's that? There's a game, geo something. Oh my gosh, my brain just fell out of my head. Geo something. Geo guesser. That's right. Thank you, Z. Yeah, we could all play (laughs) GeoGuessr. Super bad at it. That's okay. You know, we can all hang out and be super bad at it together. So this next article is uh, Alaska Airlines shipped hops 2,700 miles so a brewery in Hawaii could make a specific kind of beer. I thought this was really cool. Alaska Airlines delivered 1,200 pounds of Uh, Pacific Northwest hops to Maui and Anchorage breweries. No U.S. airline has ever undertaken a beer run of such proportions. The resulting beers will be served in Alaska Airlines airport lounges in Seattle, Portland, and Anchorage in an industry first. Alaska Airlines delivered these farm fresh Pacific Northwest hops just so that local breweries could make West Coast IPAs. Interesting, though, I mean, I guess that's like a stopover so that they could do the, they could, like, uh, restock their flights. Neat. Now, this is another businessinsider.com article. Like I said, they tend to be really uh, kind of a flourish of news on Friday, Saturday. And this one's by Brady McDonald. And there's somebody that's, uh, it's a picture of somebody from 49th State Brewery. And they are really happy about these hops. Uh, Hops are the things that uh, early on in the boil, you cook them. It'll make it a beer bitter. And later on in the boil, it'll be um, more flowery, more flavor. Um, And not as much bitterness, but IPAs and uh, and hoppy beers, when you hear hoppy beer, it is typically the bitterness that really bites you when you take a drink. Um, I am not a fan of hoppy beers, so I always have other people tell me what a good non-hoppy beer is at a local brewery. so that that's basically and particular hops have different flavor profiles the big one lately is citrusy beers Uh, and it comes from a very citrusy hop i can't remember the name of it right now though Um, but it has taken over the market in the last decade but if you're gonna make beer you need hops and only 1,300 pounds, it seems like it's not enough. I think they'll go through that pretty pretty darn quick, but India pale ales have become the definitive style of many breweries in California, Oregon, and Washington with many fortunes made and lost, trying to craft the next great West Coast IPA. Um, but hops are little leaves, little buds, little little pods of leaves actually. Um, And when you dry them out, you can just kind of rub them all together and they all just kind of shatter. But they stay tightly wound like that, like in in the picture, in this person's hands. Um, Pretty amazing stuff. And I don't know how people figure this stuff out. You know, somebody woke up and climbed out of their cave one day and said, Huh, that plant smells really good. Let me throw it in some water and make a tea out of it. And then you end up looking over and finding some animal that's drunk off their legs and look around and and find some plants that might've fermented in the sun. And then you throw that into your tea and lo and behold, you end up with a beer, I suppose. Um, There's a reason breweries in Hawaii and Alaska don't brew many West Coast IPAs. Really? Undried hops are typically rushed from farm to brewery as soon as they're harvested to be added fresh to the boil during the beer making process. Yes. And uh, I either like a a really nice Guinness stout where it's so rich and thick it just coats your whole body. And uh, or I I like a, a, a a really light, fresh beer. Um, not sure about in between stuff, but craft brews are, are pretty amazing. I'll be honest with you, I'll probably never turn down a beer until I've had too many, which is probably three. Um, anyway, the hero of the story Jake Spots, a beer lover, U.S. Air Force veteran, and postal affairs manager on Alaska Airlines cargo team. Go beer uh so fell in love with beer, ended up flying the hops out. Dun dun dun. That's all there is really to it. You can go and check out more of the pictures. They show the uh hops. Oh, and hops are really interesting because they basically grow on a vine, but really tall towers like 25 feet high from wires that are hanging up. Um and then they hang over the wires. It's fascinating. Um, we have a, a hops plantation. I'm not sure what you call them, what? I don't know what you call a, a ranch. Oh, okay, maybe you just call them a ranch. Um, Loftus Ranches in Yakima, Washington to Maui Brewing Company in Hawaii. That's They moved them that fast within 24 hours of harvest. Look at that. It's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Somebody just wakes up one day and says, let's do this. Pretty cool. Um, The next article is in the mobile channel, hot gift alert. Why Colt Fave Fragrance Molecule One makes a great present. Uh, I was going through this and I thought it would be interesting to talk about this kind of stuff. Why is it down there? Well, this is over at vice.com written by Becca Blasdell. And looking for a gift that's personal and guaranteed not to be exchanged. Enter the cult favorite fragrance molecule one from perfumery. So it says eccentric, and it's not spelled eccentric. So E-S-C-E-N-T-R-I-C, eccentric, like escape, eccentric molecules. I'm belaboring this point for some reason, mainly for the podcast. Because if you're watching this over on YouTube or here as a VOD or uh, sitting in my uh, chat looking at this video, you see how it's pronounced or well, how it's spelled. But that's what it looks like. And so I actually went and looked. So what? Oh, so Z says that they found a company the other day that makes custom perfumes based on a quiz that you take kind of neat. Do you know what the name of that is? Because I would love to, to know um i want to create um, a, a custom scent um that this might actually be so the this person writes that their first experience with quote unquote gatekeeping which is stopping somebody because they don't meet a certain metric of their possibly arbitrary and capricious uh denotation um but gatekeeping happened when they were in their mid 2000 or back in the mid 2000s so 20 years ago or so um technically this would be the early 2000 never mind Um, i get sidetracked noteworthy huh okay that's what it's called um so back in the mid 2000s with a very cool rich girlfriend or in retrospect frenemy refused to tell them their signature scent was it was alluring mysterious and honestly it's probably what rihanna smells like that's what the article says um but they uh, eventually found out that it was from fred siegel because of course it was and i'm not really sure who fred siegel is but uh, may have i may have heard the name and known about it and then it slipped out because there's only a finite number of shelves that books can rest on in my head uh, anyway, it turned out that the, the scent was eccentric molecules, molecule one, but if it's the first time you're hearing about it, don't be embarrassed. It is the first time I'm hearing about it. At least as far as I know, um, it's a niche fragrance with the first, uh, serious word of mouth cult following, although I don't know, um, there have been others um that are oh so I, I did a little research and, and this thing is unisex. It is um what does it smell like? Um doggone it. I actually pulled up the site. You know what? I'm gonna pull up the site. I'll pull it up right here. Ba-donk. So it's eighty pounds for a one hundred milliliter bottle. And um, it's cedarwood. That's the hyper modern cedarwood note, but it doesn't go into much other detail. Um, and what's interesting is in the article they basically say that it it customizes itself to um, your biology. And something that I've known from working with other people in business making. Uh, like a perfumery, um, they it always reacts with your biology. Whatever your n- n- natural scent is, the chemistry from whatever scent you spray on you, it is so light that it entangles itself in your natural biology. And so your smell is you. Um, and with this spray added, all it does is, Either, yeah, I don't know, it either gets softened or it gets amplified, whatever it is, along with your body, whatever whatever your particular uh, smell is, your scent. It sounds kind of gross, but we all have a scent. Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe that any other way. Um, I had somebody walk by me that smelled like peppermint and I... immediately named them peppermint and I never saw that person again Um, kind of fascinating there too little aside but anyway uh, and I don't know how they pulled it off because I've never smelled anybody that smells like peppermint at any rate when perfumer Giza Shone, the sense creator first smelled the iso-e super aroma molecule everything clicked and they realized this was the singular molecule was the thread that wove together all of his favorite fragrance, fragrances. Um, it's actually a molecule that isn't found in nature. It was created in a lab at international flavors and fragrant fragrances. Why can I not say fragrance fragrances incorporated in 1973? And it didn't catch on to cult stardom until shown spritzed the isolated molecule on a pal before heading out to a bar and the scent created an almost magnetic draw from a woman nearby. All right, and there you have it. So for your Christmas gift giving, if you have an extra 80 pounds laying around, you can go and get a large bottle of uh, Molecule One from Eccentric Molecules. Art and chemistry is their little byline. Let's move on to the next article. Because this one was really fascinating to me. A train passenger was ordered to pay $475 in damages for reclining their seat without notifying the person behind them. So over at Noteworthy, Z says they make four samples based on your results and then you pick which one you like. Is this done online? Or do you, are there stores? I'll have to look. I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot, Z. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Cool. Hmm. 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 Yeah, that does not sound cheap. I guess you don't give this as a gift to highlight that <laughs> you're you're a cheap gift giver. Uh I'll have to take a look. <laughs> So a student's laptop was damaged after a fellow rail passenger unexpectedly reclined their seat. I'm sorry. Since when do we have to look behind us and go, I, you know, I'm not trying to suggest that society have complete disregard for everybody else around you, but why would you did this Did this seat just instantly flop straight back all the way and crush this person's laptop? Anyway, the court ruled that Liu, L-I-U, neglected his obligation to tell Wang that he planned to recline his seat. Man, if I got a cash remedy for every time somebody lowered their seat, recline their seat on a flight, I would be, I'd still be here streaming. Um, But I wouldn't be sitting there going, well, you know, uh, I have to work all day and then stream. I would just stream. I would have so much money. Anyway, the complainant, a university student identified in court documents as Wang, was using a newly purchased laptop on a fold down table, which we all do. This is Stephanie Stacey's article over at Business Insider. So Wang was sitting there doing his work. Liu reclined the seat. And let's see. Let me scroll down a little bit more. And squished it. This accounts for about 70% of the damages and compensation initially demanded by Wang since the court determined that wang was 30% responsible for the incident it determined that he wasn't sufficiently alert to potential consequences of any adjustment to the seat in front of him this is why we have um don't put bag overhead here on plastic bags because somebody will sit there and blame somebody else for suffocating because they put a bag over their head. Ridiculous. So I don't know the context of this. There's something missing from this, right? Um, the, the people's court must've gotten more information, but to me, unless that seat went completely horizontal in an instant, it is called an accident. And well, in a phrase shit happens. I would feel compelled to just go "Oh crap and end up buying a new screen or whatever it is to fix my laptop. I couldn't blame the person in front of me because it's a seat and it reclines. I would thank the person. Yeah. You know, I think Z is probably the most accurate on where blame should be. Um, Sounds like the airline should be responsible. This is a train station. Uh, This is a train. But there should have been a note, right, on the the seat that said something along the lines of electronics on this table can be damaged if the seat is reclined, something like that. Something a little more pithy um, marketing-wise. So something some notice but for crying out loud man seats recline let's move on to the next article this next article is gm and lg is investing 275 million to expand tennessee ev battery plant the new investment is expected to increase ev battery production by more than 40 percent which is wonderful i still don't think that um, consumers should pay for batteries in evs I know it sounds weird, um, but what the heck is going on here? Michael Wayland over at CNBC wrote this article, and it says here General Motors and LG Energy Solution will spend an additional $275 million in their joint venture battery plant in Tennessee to increase production by more than 40%, and the new investment is in addition to the $2.3 billion announced in April, 2021 to build the 2.8 million square foot facility. You know, that's about the size of the house that I would want to live in forever. Right there. 2.8 million square feet of house, right? That's the responsible level of home ownership in society. Am I wrong? I was shown a house the other day where the house has a basketball court, a full length basketball court. Z. Do I really want to read that out loud? I don't know. (laughs) So, and, and this is really funny. No, no, you're, you're fine. Don't, don't be sorry. Eat the rich. Um, So the, uh, the idea that I, okay. So I go through the news and one of the articles basically says that there are a bunch of CEO tech CEOs out there that are telling people you need to step up or you're fired and I'm going, God, this, is it's amazing. I did an article the other day, a CEO. Was only, and I don't even, I'm not even going to, I don't care about who they are, because you'll be able to do a search. Just type this in. They worked for three months and got a $10 million golden parachute. That's what they were entitled to. I don't know if they're going to, the firm will litigate their way out of $10 million, but yeah. So I, I constantly talk about this in that. While you are working, busting your hump 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours. I remember working hundred hour work weeks and you get, eh, when your boss rolls in with a Ferrari and says, you need to work harder, kiss my ass. Um, well, this, this is general motors and LG is spending $3 billion to build a well two and a half billion dollars to build a 2.8 million square foot ev battery production facility yet when you go and you buy a car you're going to end up having to replace that battery within 10 years depending on how you drive it and it's going to cost anywhere from 12 to 25 thousand dollars to replace it depending on the cost of the electronics that are necessary to put a new battery in your car if it even persists in production. How about that? You buy a car today and within 20 years, the technology changes so much that your battery is no longer in production to the point where you have to pay a premium because it's no longer there, or your car has to be retrofitted some way to contain this new battery. Whatever the new battery is, different footprint, different efficiency, different charging, different discharging. Everything is different about this new battery because you waited 10, 15 years to have to replace your, your battery, or you fling it on to somebody else. After five years, you get a new car and the battery is the problem. The rest of the car is beautiful. You've taken care of it, but batteries are consumables. And so somebody down the line is either going to dump a car with a battery into a landfill somewhere, or somebody is going to have to find that battery in, and refurbish it, recycle it. That tech may not actually be in place at that time because new tech comes into existence that mitigates the need for recycling that particular build of a battery. I mean, we rebuild and and recycle lead batteries all the time, horribly toxic stuff. Um, but we still do that because we need it for internal combustion engines, but these are not lead batteries <laughs> and they're outrageously expensive. What we need is a battery swapping platform across, well, I'm speaking a little more egocentrically in that I think it needs to be done in the United States, but every country basically needs a battery swapping system instead of just rechargers everywhere. Charging systems all over the place is nothing more than you pulling in and having to sit for 30 minutes to two hours, depending on how much of a charge you need. it's just ridiculous that we have to spend that amount of time when the industry should, in the consumer space, should demand that we don't buy the batteries, we lease them like we do with gas. We basically consume $5, $10, $20 here in the States of gas to fill up a tank. Nowadays, it's more like 30 um, for your average refill. And, um, And then you're out in five minutes, but that's not how charging an EV is. And that's why I say that they're not ready for prime time. And all this does is exacerbate the problem because they're going to want to recover their two and a half billion dollars as fast as humanly possible, which means that they're going to drive the price. (laughs) Sorry, that wasn't intentionally punny. Um, they're going to drive the price up, um, to, and this one is intentional electrifying levels of cost. You think a car is uh, an EV is expensive. Now wait until demand is there. Where people are buying them like in copious amounts yet the batteries aren't there the charging systems aren't there yeah we're we're looking at seventy thousand dollar evs but this is fine as long as we get the ball rolling maybe we can retrofit we can change the way that the sleds are built so that you can swap out the battery and not have to worry about it being embedded as part of the vehicle. But then you know that there's some numb nuts out there that's going to go around uh, sawing off batteries like they do catalytic converters because... Yeah, criminals, criminal. Anyway, the next article is uh, Tesla finally delivers its first electric semi to Pepsi after years of delay and did it with a whole bunch of hype and i don't know how many people tuned in to the youtube channel of it being delivered but yesterday elon musk first appeared at his um, tesla unveiling since he took the helm of twitter i don't really care about that at a tesla plant in nevada the billionaire announced that after five long years tesla's first heavy-duty semi had been delivered to pepsico and the semi tesla announced would go into production in 2023 and feature an updated version of tesla supercharger which uses liquid cooling technology in it's charging cable and is capable of charging the electric uh, vehicle at one megawatt wow so liquid cooling in cables isn't that uh, unheard of um a lot of people actually do this with welding um to keep the cable uh they're their equipment cool they actually run uh, water cooling through the cable um, for their welding equipment so let's uh, let's just take a look at this vehicle and that's what it looks like right there wow that is amazing right now actually it seems to look different than when i remember uh, the tesla Semi, But maybe that's just me. I'll have to look back at the history of that picture. Ashley Bellinger over at Ars Technica is the person that uh, wrote the article. And uh, it says, most recently, Tesla promised to produce 50,000 semis in 2024. Highly doubt that. Highly doubt that. Um, Not without a whole bunch of people getting hired and two years later fired. Um, Yesterday, Elon Musk appeared. At his first Tesla unveiling. What do you think about this? 500 mile? Okay, so in Test Runs, Tesla completed a 500-mile haul of 81,000 pounds, a total that includes the truck's weight and cargo, but that didn't impress everyone gathered. Oliver Dixon, a senior analyst at the consultancy, consultancy firm Guidehouse, told Reuters, The truck is not very impressive and still could not be considered a definitive proof of concept without key details that Tesla failed to share during the event. Yeah, for me, my problem with this is that it would be a one way trip. So there isn't enough battery in this thing to get it to and from its destination, um, on a single charge, unless it's doing a short haul. Uh, I'd have to know what its real mileage is because it can go 500 miles, but can it do another 500 miles back or does it have to deadhead just to get to its destination? Otherwise it will drain its battery because the uh, Rivian, for instance, that truck, um, it, its battery just plummets when it's pulling any cargo. Um, I've watched other people with, with that truck hauling like a boat or equipment and it just it makes the battery just plummet Um, so i don't know what this truck is truly capable of without doing some more due diligence Um, but i suspect that it will spend copious amounts of time just charging just sitting there and every minute that a truck is dead just sitting on the side of the road waiting for fuel or and, and by that, I mean, it's sitting on the side of the road, charging for two hours is time wasted and cost goes through the roof. Um, and if you move away from diesel, which is really expensive, at least with diesel, this truck is still haul and butt down the road. Not so when the battery goes dead, all productivity stops with an EV truck. So, I'll do some due diligence and we can come back and talk about this. Um, we'll see if I can do it tonight tomorrow uh, And the last article for today is here in the Warcrafters channel 18 years after it quote unquote ruined my life and quote David Harbor is streaming World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Stranger Things star David Harbour revealed in June that World of Warcraft ruined his life literally. In 2005, they played the shit out of this game. He said during a Stranger Things panel on Netflix, It ruined my life for like a year. I mean, I was like out of my mind. I was wildly addicted to this video game. Just a little bit of parody here. I too <laughs> used to play World of Warcraft like it was uh a drug like it was saving my life but in the process it was basically just consuming so much of my life um and i ended up going to business school right about the same time this guy did his thing um no 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 mine was much later sorry he said 2005 um and uh, i can I'm telling you, I spend so much time. I have bought every single expansion. I've played it for its entry-level stuff, but I hate getting into the grind of end game because I just don't like repeating myself over and over and over again. So I really like doing all of the quests everywhere I possibly can. Doesn't matter what level I am. I just activate a gray and I'll go and do the quest no matter if it's you know picking up carrots somewhere or if it's you know killing a pig somewhere it doesn't matter what it is i'm into it for the quests um and the storyline but not this end game grind and the last two releases were nothing but end game grind you you hurry up to get past the beginning stuff and then you grind um just never really liked it well David Harbour eventually kicked the habit and then went on to build a career as a uh, respected and even beloved character actor and now crawling back. And that's me as well. I purchased Dragonflight and yet I haven't played it since it actually dropped. So I'm feeling kind of, um, I don't know, like... I shouldn't have purchased this. There's Buyer's Remorse, I guess you could call it. I shouldn't have purchased World of Warcraft because I'm paying for a subscription and I paid for the expansion and I really just need to play it. Maybe I can stream that too. Start a whole new character. But I really want to start a whole new character from scratch. And I don't think that Dragonflight starts from scratch. I think you start out at 50 or something like that. Uh, Now I don't remember even the the uh, early launch that I took part in. Anyway, um, so Horror isn't getting back into the game completely cold. For the record, Blizzard has already taken advantage of his WoW weakness for a Dragonflight promo released uh, last week and that he seems to be having a lot of fun. So hopefully he will learn how to moderate his engagement. But when you are pretty darn rich. You can do whatever the hell you want to. This is an article over at pcgamer.com by Andy Chalk. The Stranger Things star is joining other streamers to play the new WoW expansion on Twitch later today. And maybe he'll just be a a WoW streamer. Um, Dug him in Stranger Things. I don't think I've... I don't know what all he has actually done, but anyway. There you go. December 2nd, 2 p.m. PST is when they did the thing, but today is the third, so you missed it. I don't know if he's going to keep on playing, uh, but I guess you can check it out. Uh, Let's see what else is here. Nothing else. I think we're done for today. Yeah, we don't have any more articles. It was kind of a slow news day. I had to work really hard, and I was sent a few articles. Actually, about half of them, I think, were from other people um one person in particular and um who might end up being my co-host just might a voice from the dark because they don't want to be on camera um uh, but they'll they'll be up there as nothing more than a a voice meter if i can talk them into doing it um we we shall see i've been told no several times but no not no that kind of a thing we'll see um no one we well no one you know z i couldn't steal timeless no (laughs) i mentioned dunk and timey a lot um probably more than they mentioned me in their streams but they are they are awesome uh together uh i they're oh so uh, for those in the podcast for those who haven't been here before Uh, Dunkstar, D-U-N-C-S-T-A-R, and Timeless uh, underscore EXE are uh, basically compatriots that stream together. um, And when one isn't streaming, the other one is. And their chemistry is spectacular. Uh, (laughs) For not being in the room together, they riff off of each other so well that it seems like they are in real time together in the same room same energy that kind of thing I mean, it's just really amazing when they uh, start doing their streams but they don't do their stream until like 11:30 at night um, so for me here on the east coast of the u.s uh, i'm trending towards unconsciousness um, right around the 2 two thirty 30 mark uh, but they're still going strong uh, when i get up at five or six the next day so always good to uh and I'll say this on stream to sleep with Duncan. Timeless playing in my ears. I put playing in my ears at the end of that, just in case anybody really listens to what I just said. Anyway, that is the hometown daily news show for December third, twenty twenty-two. We're heading towards the end of the year. One full year is right around the bend of me doing a daily show at six o'clock. It used to be later in the at, at night, but um uh, it just didn't work really well with scheduling and um so i moved it to six o'clock as time goes on the gap between six o'clock and and probably 11 12 is going to fill up with shows and i'm going to be launching another five here at the beginning of the year um, we will test it out um really quick reality hacker which is a vr show is going to be on um January 1st right after this show then we'll just roll straight over into the VR reality hacker show which will be odds on a gaming show that will last as long as I want it to um each night like a particular night um and then I might actually do other um reality hacker gaming VR shows um on other nights uh throughout the week um just to basically stay engaged uh, because i I know that i don't really um stay streaming that long and uh, i miss it when it's gone so i want to come back and hang out with everybody longer Um, but i'll make it happen and um, hopefully maybe just maybe uh, i'll give up all of this except for the the hometown daily news show and uh, streaming VR games. Because, like I said, it, that's really where my heart is in the VR space. I used to do fundamental research in VR for pain management and phobia treatment um, and learning education. And uh, it's always haunted me that I walked away from it. So I would love to hang out and, and talk about VR and um, computer related super realistic deep fakes audio deep fakes etc um and uh, in vr so i hope to see more people if you're hearing this via the podcast i'm here 6 p.m eastern and over on the vods either on youtube or here on twitch um, you can get them long-term storage over on youtube because twitch i'm looking at you twitch You don't like to store my stuff long, long term. I only get 60 days. I think everybody's like that. And finally, if you are watching this, click that hometown.showbot.tv and vote on the articles. Those articles there are going to be over at hometown.showbot.tv. Vote them up and uh, let me know what you are interested in. We don't have the categories over there. um, Just the URLs, but they're pretty self-evident. You know, like the URL is going to say Fortnite's latest live event was its strangest yet. And that would be the URL um, to some degree over on hometown.showbot.tv. Okay, that's enough of me rambling. Thank you all very much for coming or picking it up on the podcast or the VODs, wherever you visit hometown is appreciated. And Z, thank you very much for hanging out with me. Appreciate your time. Always a pleasure to have a chat. See you tonight. Dunk is going to be streaming. I, and again, if anybody hears this between now and then I hope to see you there and let Dunk know that Z, no, let Dunk know that Z sent you. Not, not Marowat, just Z (laughs) and then act really well. Like be on your best behavior, and then I will say, "Well, it was Z and Mayor Watt, kind of like a Christmas gift from you and." <laughs> no, no, no! I never tell anybody anywhere else. If somebody asks me what I'm the mayor of, then I'll talk. But um, I never hype hometown up anywhere else. It it's weird for me. Uh, I'm a really bad salesperson, but word of mouth drives traffic to me as a consultant um but uh yeah i i I won't go into other people's channels and say hey come come visit hometown somebody else can do that but you're awesome z thank you so much for hanging out with me i'll see you tonight we'll go and have a good time over at dunks house and everybody is welcome to go over there of course Cheerio, ciao, adios, au revoir, sayonara. I'm out. Bye.